Welcome to B&B Financially Free, the podcast for ambitious individuals chasing financial freedom through buying short-term rental investments. We're your hosts, Chantel and Peter, and we're the founders of Good Neighbor Realty. Our brokerage has helped hundreds of people turn their active income into passive income by buying unique properties in incredible locations that are earning a ton of money. On this show, we'll bring on a diverse range of guests from industry experts to everyday people who have achieved extraordinary results in their short-term rental investments, businesses, and personal lives. Whether you're seeking tactical advice or trying to unlock your richest life, BNB Financially Free is here to join you on the journey. Today, I am just pumped to have Hannah and Reed in the house. Welcome, you two. Thank you. We're so excited. (laughs) Yeah. So we were chatting a little bit before this. You guys are getting married next week. Mm -hmm. You've survived so much as a real estate investing (laughs) couple, and I just can't wait to dig into that. (laughs) So much. So (laughs) much. We're getting there. Yeah. Hasn't always been a smooth road, but we're real estate wise. We're doing good. I think it's great. (laughs) That's good. I'm glad that you guys are strong. (laughs) We're making it. (laughs) Well, I would love for you guys to just share a little bit more about your story, how you ended up in Colorado, Mm -hmm. how we met, how you got started into the space. And we'll, we'll go over all the good stuff, all the juicy stuff today. Yes. You right, start. So start. This right. he's the mastermind behind the Airbnb. He is. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, we uh I got out of the army in July 2021 and we had our sights set on moving out here to Colorado just because we uh, were young and and no kids or anything and we were just wanted to live in a cool place for the first time in the last few years of getting told where we had to live. Um so set our sights on Colorado, but we knew as soon as we started researching that it was a pretty expensive real estate market. And I, a friend of mine in the army, um, who's an insane real estate investor, um, told me to start listening to Bigger Pockets, which is like the the gateway drug for many real estate investors. Um, and learned about house hacking and wanted to do a duplex, like. I feel like that's just a natural progression in real estate investing. Um, and being totally naive, I found a Facebook group in that was just like Denver real estate. And it had like tens of thousands of members and posted in it like a total newbie. And I was just like, hey, who's a, are there any real estate agents in here? Like I want to buy a duplex in Colorado. And I had 200 messages like in my inbox and they all said the same thing, like, I'll help you buy a duplex, like blah, 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 easy, no problem. And then you were like, your message stood out because it said like, don't buy a duplex, buy a single family home and portion out part of it as a short-term rental. And you'll be able to get in it at a much cheaper uh, buying price and and then basically have the same outcome, offset your your mortgage and your monthly payment with a guest's money. So- um, I'll do a full yeah. podcast on how to win when 200 realtors. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Reed was like, Chantal is Facebook messaging me. I'm like, who the hell is Chantal? 
Well, there any He's like, no, we're getting on a call with Chantal. I'm like, okay, whatever. Whatever. Yeah. There were screenshots of like your last couple of like bookings too. And I'm like, oh, okay. I go for the right. shock factor. Yes. Yeah. It, it like, works. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so I, I tried to like poach you by yeah. being like a little like sassy yeah. in the comments. Yeah. You know? So like realtors write this down. Yeah. Um, and it so works. I was like, don't even bother like Literally. buying a duplex. And then I'm pretty sure I told you that like yeah. it wasn't worth being like a slumlord or something yeah. like that on the phone call. And then I just sent you a screenshot of money gets them every time. Yes. Was, yeah. And I was like, thank God I had no interest in a duplex. I was Can like, you imagine how sad your life would have oh been? Oh my God, it would have been horrible. Horrible. Every duplex we were looking at was like a million bucks and in like a not great area of Denver. They're all so, awful. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of, I, I do want to touch on that because I think a lot of people have this idea and in practice, like it should be really great. Like it would be so great to like live in a duplex right. on one side and then rent the other side out. Yeah. But in our market in Denver, and this isn't true for every market, but a lot of metropolitan markets, those duplexes are really mm -hmm. expensive mm -hmm. because they sell based off of cap rates and they're very poorly maintained because right. a lot of times an investor has been, you know, keeping it for a long time. There's been a ton of tenants in and out. Mm -hmm. And so it's just so expensive to actually buy a duplex. And then in our market, the regulation isn't friendly for short-term rentals right. on, you know, one side of the duplex. Like you're not allowed to live in one side and then rent out the other as a short-term rental. Yeah. You have to just rent out a bedroom on the one side that you're living mm -hmm. in. And so unfortunately in our market, duplexes are not as good of an investment as single family homes. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's something important to look at in every market. For sure. For sure. Yeah, I mean, I was on Zillow, like, looking up duplexes because he was set on it. And I was like, there's no way I will ever live in one of these. And I was, like, so grateful that Chantal messaged you. Yeah. So then, yeah, and then we got out here, um, linked up with you, and started looking at houses. And I think that's when Hannah was super skeptical from the beginning because she's like, we, we have the VA loan. We can buy a house. We don't need to, like, we don't need to do this. And interest rates were crazy low at the time. So like we didn't have to do it, um, but I'm just, I was just looking for ways to get ahead, like financially and real estate and stuff. And so Anna's like grudgingly like, fine, we can like meet with Chantal and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> well, and we then, both come from, you know, nine to five. Like we know you work nine to five and that's the income that you make, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize the money that you could really make from Airbnb mm -hmm. until we talked to you mm -hmm. yeah. and saw the numbers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But so, yeah, so then, then, uh, then we got passed on to Garrett and Garrett is the man and we miss uh, him. He should be here today. Him. He yeah. should, he should be here, but, uh, we'll plug him anyways. Great, great realtor helped us find our place. Eventually. Um, we saw, we had a week set aside to like, look at houses just out here on a visit. Um, same week that we, that I proposed and we got engaged and everything. Um, but we looked at like, I don't know, 10 houses in that week and more than that. I don't know. Garrett was a trooper and we told him like, hey, we have one week. Yeah. And decided on one um, in Arvada. And I'll, we liked it because of the proximity to everything. Um, it was, yeah, it's, Arvada is great just outside of Denver, but easy driving distance to Denver, 15, 20 minutes, and then 15, 20 minutes to Red Rocks you're kind of west of a lot of Denver traffic and yeah. And the house, the house had five bedrooms, which, which was a big selling point. Um, 
And and the big thing is like knowing that we were going to do a house hack and portion out part of it. It had the uh, the separate entrance in the back, and we knew if we could put one door in, then it was pretty much good to go. And and that's kind of what sold us on that place. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy that you guys got a five bedroom because something oh. that a lot of people forget is that there might be a day that you no longer want a house hack and that you right. move out. Right. And so I've made that mistake before where I've just been thinking about like, you know, the moment that I'm house hacking, I've done stuff like spent too much money and like renovating my basement and putting in like a full on kitchen mm-hmm. when really I was only living there as a house hack for a year. And then right. I moved out. Yeah. And so I think that you guys really did a good job from like a longevity standpoint, whether intentional or on accident, mm-hmm. this home is like an incredible full home rental now. For sure. So tell me a little bit about, cause you know, Hannah, I, w- I would love to hear from you on this. So you were very nervous about the safety component yes. of, you know, wanting to be in a safe neighborhood and like, you were really unsure of, you know, do I want strangers like mm-hmm. in and out of my house? Yeah. So tell me like, what is it like to house hack? Like describe to me like the type of home that you live live in what the setup was like and like did you feel safe (laughs) i'm like do you want the truth chantal i want the truth we're here for the truth um okay so i took it took a lot of convincing for me Mm -hmm. to do the house hack like we moved in july or august 21 and we actually didn't end up house hacking until december because i was so skeptical but Reed, so he put in like a private door, private entrance from our kitchen to the basement. So we didn't never saw guests like coming in our house or anything like that. They'd go through the back and I'm not going to lie. Like I would be in the kitchen making dinner and I'd see guests like in my backyard entering oh, into my know. basement. And that was weird. <laughs> but what got me was like when we'd get those bookings and I'd see the price, I'd be like, holy shit. I like, I need, <laughs> I need to accept this booking, you know, cause yeah. of the, the money. But I mean, <laughs> what was nice? Uh, yeah, what was nice about house hacking was we could always turn it off. If I'm mm-hmm. like, I want to have friends over, I want my family to stay with me, we could shut it off, and we didn't have to have guests for that weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I sold it to Hannah as like, I'm like, it's no different than if we uh, like lived. We can hear people through the floor of an apartment, you know, and that that's kind of how I pitched it to her. Um, and that, but we had like ground rules too. It's like, if I was traveling for work, we wouldn't, we'd block up those days. And we never really booked it to full occupancy when we were doing the house hack. If I was gone for the week, we probably booked it like, I don't know, two weeks out of a month. And even then that was like 75 plus percent of like our mortgage payment. So. Yeah. There was never a point where I felt like unsafe. It was more of just like. I like to host. I like to have friends over and we always had to make sure we were quiet because we wanted good reviews, Mm -hmm. you know, talk about that part of it because like, what do you need to know about like hosting people and Mm -hmm. doing laundry and like living in a house hack? Yeah. And I, I'm obviously like every Airbnb host obsessed with reviews. So Mm. I was probably living like a mouse because I just (laughs) wanted five-star reviews. And I don't think you have to be at that point where you're like not living in your home, you know, Mm -hmm. and feeling like you can live your life. Um, but I mean, I, I love, I, I didn't love the house hacking, but the money made it worth it to mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. you know? I, I think when we had guests in the basement, we, uh, like having been a host for like I don't, almost two years now, I think, um, like 
it's never as bad as you think it's going to be. A lot of guests, you're like, oh, they they probably didn't have like a good time. If they like complain about one thing in the messages and then they five-star you anyways, it's just like most of the time it's not nearly as, as much no need to worry as much as you usually do. And with the house hack, like we, we did our basement. So we only allowed four guests at a time. So it was never like anyone was staying there long-term. So Mm -hmm. it was usually just like overnight guests that we would barely even hear or see. So we, we gave them like sound machines and earplugs though. Could just cause being an old house in Arvada, it was, you could hear a lot like through the floor and the vents and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 And I mean, we had a washer and dryer. I, I personally felt like I could never do laundry. So that was kind of like, I don't know. There were just some things where I'm like, this is harder than I thought, but in the end worth it Mm -hmm. weirdly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nonetheless, like six, six months in or so we started thinking like, okay, how do we like take the next, right? Like the goal was always to go full house. Mm -hmm. And so I think that was, I mean, that's just how we wanted to get started on Airbnb. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you guys did it so well because I mean, you had access to the VA loan. Mm -hmm. Did they do a good job of talking about that as, you know, a privilege of working with the army and there's a, a a lot of that stuff is, was kind of self-taught towards the end. Um, I mean, there's classes and things when you're getting out of the military that, that teach you like the fundamentals, but it, it, like I'm, I think there was a couple like military guests on bigger pockets and like friends that I had talked to, like y- you still had to do your own due diligence to like figure out, okay, if I don't just want to like buy a, a single family home and live out my days in this house, then like how else can I kind of leverage the, the VA? It still has to be used as a primary residence, but it's like you can buy a, I, I have friends who've bought like a quadplex and live in one unit and rent out three. And it's, technically still their primary residence. So it, it checks that box. Mm-hmm. But And for those who might not be familiar with what you can do with the VA loan, like talk to us about that loan product and how it's different from like just a conventional loan. Yeah. It, it was, it was unbelievable for us because we didn't have the money for a 20% down payment or maybe even not a 5% down payment at the time. But so to, to be able to put no money down on a house at the at a 2.6% interest rate when we bought was like unbelievable, unbelievable way to get started. Yeah. So it's 0% down mm-hmm. and then there's no PMI, no PMI and all the closing costs and stuff you could just roll into the financing. So we literally paid like $0 to get in. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah. It is like the best benefit. Yeah. And like, I just think it's so important for people to understand like the power that it has yeah. for like people that have military background for yeah. sure. Um, so that's really, really cool. Yeah. So after you guys purchased it, you're doing the house hacking thing. It's so funny, Hannah, because you and I in so many ways are so opposite. Really? And I really, I like, and I just love you and I love that. So, but like the thing, the thing about me is when I started house hacking, so I lived in apartments like my whole life. Yeah. I always had like big families and stuff. And so my husband would like travel and I was so freaked out about being in the house alone that for me, it felt better oh, for up. people to be staying <laughs> in my basement because I'm like, you know what? Like people are good. Like they'll help oh, me. God. Like if I'm the yeah. opposite. Yeah. I'm like everyone's horrible. <laughs> 
and I was like, gonna be like, I was like, I don't want to be left alone. Like so I funny. really felt like better. Yeah, about you having, needed a heartbeat. <laughs> I needed to know that like if I stopped breathing, like that I could walk downstairs and find people. <laughs> like, they, so, they'd help kill me. Yeah, exactly. So I like totally felt the opposite of that. And then from like a living scenario, like that this is how I started yes. to. So I totally remember all of the stuff. Like, <laughs> like it's so different looking at house hack properties because like you'll always do the like right. you know hey can you walk on mm-hmm. the floor and I'll stand in the basement and make right. sure that it's not too oh, I loud. Remember doing that. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And then like the laundry scenario, like for me again, like it was an excuse to not do my laundry and get like laundry <laughs> service. And so like, I, I should have been like you. Yeah. Like you just, I'm just like, you know what? Like live your best life. Yeah. Just get the laundry service. Right. If you're going to be house hacking. I love that. And then like, I just got like way too comfortable with it. So I have this like big fluffy Akita and like, oh, she's yeah. so cute, but she's like so she looks so scary. Yeah. And like, I just like was living my life there. And so like, I would be <laughs> Hosting people, my dog would be outside. So She'd you be didn't running have any towards problems, guests, like noise wise or like hosting. You didn't feel like it was like that. You couldn't. I felt bad about it yeah. when it got like too loud. Like I did feel <laughs> like guilt, <laughs> but it didn't change my behavior. Yuri's dream, Chantal. Yeah, like I, I was like, I was like, you know what? Like ultimately, because it's all about disclosure, and like right, I wanted right. to be a good host too. Yeah, but I think that you know. And like, I think my guests would have appreciated like having you living upstairs more than me. Like, we'll just say that, like with beyond a shadow of a doubt. And that's why I'm not doing this anymore. Thank you. Yeah. So like, for sure, it was not like ideal, but I was surprised at, you know, people did expect for us to just be able to live our lives. Like they understood that they were staying in someone's basement and that like, they were going to hear footsteps and we did our best to provide, you know, the earplugs and stuff. Right. And then they understood that they were going to see us and they understood that we had a dog. And so I was just really surprised, you know, at how understanding like people were. And I think ultimately, like if you're staying in someone's basement apartment on vacation, you're probably fairly chill right? as as a person and you're not there to hang out. That's true. Yeah. And like, I would literally, yeah, I would get pissed. Like if they hadn't left that morning, I'd be like, what are you doing? Like you're in Denver. Yeah. Like, leave there were a couple guests and that's that when were, I knew I was like I can't do this anymore Hannah's like what are they doing in the basement the whole time they, yeah, they book it, it for weird. like three it's days so and not weird. leave the I'm like basement. you're in a basement with like this like tiny windows mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. but I always thought like I I mean yeah we are very different <laughs> Because I'm the type, like, I would never book a basement. And that's kind of like, I was like, it'll never be successful because I'll never book an Airbnb basement. Like, who would, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm not the type that would want to see the host. Mm -hmm. Like, I I would never want to see the host Mm -hmm. of my Airbnb. Yeah. And I think that that was like something that I was nervous about too, because I hadn't been a consumer on right. that side, but like really in reality, like now actually, I think I would rather stay in someone's basement than like the super eight. Right. No. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. For sure. For a hundred bucks, I'd much rather. Yeah, yeah. No. And he has, he's booked basement. Since. Yeah. It's like 80 bucks and you know, someone's like taking good care of it. Right. It's, right. Yeah. It's not bad to stay in a basement, but at first we're like, who's going to book our basement? And but it, they, it was they never freaking a problem. Bugs. Yeah. yeah. No, they really do because it's an affordable stay. So yeah. I think that that's great. Okay. So after you guys decided, like, we're kind of getting, it's around month six, like mm-hmm. you're kind of getting ready. Was there maybe a particular event that <laughs> led like you? A minor. 
Was there any events that maybe led you into transitioning from house hacking into renting it as a full home short-term rental? Yes. I'll let you start. You want me to start? All right. So it's, uh, uh, we'd been in the house for like literally one calendar year and, uh, yeah. We say it's 11 months. Yeah. Like, but, um, the house was on the end, of, is on the end of a T intersection. And when we like initially walked through it, we were like, should we be concerned about this? But it's like a 25 mile an hour street. And so we were like, it's, it's going to be fine. I have like a vivid memory asking Garrett and I love Garrett. <laughs> Garrett, Garrett's the best. Everyone Garrett's the best. But I was like, should I like be concerned about the street in any way? <laughs> He's like, no, it's 25 miles an hour. You'll be good. I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah. And then we bought it. Well, yeah, obviously yeah. we bought it, but okay, continue. But yeah, I guess he didn't factor in a guy with four DUIs, like going for a joyride that night in July of last year. Um, we, it was like 1130 at night and I was sound asleep. Hannah was scrolling on TikTok and all of a sudden the whole house is just like, shaking and it, it, i didn't know if it was like an earthquake it was like 15 seconds safe. i had no idea it, like in hindsight a guy runs his truck into your house you think it's going to be like one big boom but bystander said he kept his foot on the accelerator i'm getting my, ahead of myself but anyways hannah like jumps out of bed first because she's already awake and runs out in the hallway and comes running back in the bedroom saying, there's someone in the house, there's someone in the house. And I'm like, just waking up from slumber. And I'm like, what are you saying? And I, I run out in the hallway and I just see like the front of this guy's truck. And it's like an F-250, F-350. The biggest truck I've ever seen. <laughs> but your first reaction was there's someone inside of the house? I like, oh, so he, so our house is on a T intersection. He hits like the part of the house that we're sleeping in. And so nothing like looked weird when I went out in the hallway. So I was like, what the hell happened? So I opened this door and the guy's in the room in his car. But I, I like, couldn't, it like didn't register. So I'm like, I have to like explain this in a way that Reed would like freak out about. She said nothing about the truck. She just goes, there's a guy in the front room. Yeah, but I'm like obviously hysterical. I'm like, I don't even know. I'm not processing, yeah. you know? Yeah. You kept it together long enough to like get the message across. And then I, and then I saw it and I'm like, just like, I don't know, just like. I called 911. This guy was like drunk as hell. He had so, been at the bar all day. Yeah. Hannah starts calling 911. I ran outside. I find this guy like asleep in the passenger or in the driver's seat. Uh, the steering wheel's like bent. His airbag didn't deploy. And I'm like, that's a dead guy. And, but he wasn't. And I ran back inside and I told her to like, she's already on the phone with 911. I'm like, tell him to bring an ambulance. Like, this guy might be dead. Go back outside and I'm like, like rub it on his sternum and he starts to come to a little bit. And then like two minutes later, Arvada PD shows up and like took over. So they were there super fast, but, uh, but it was just, we were in shock for like three hours. We were just standing out on the sidewalk with our dog cannoli and we're just like, like couldn't even process. Oh, I'm so sad that that happened to cannoli. I know my poor baby. <laughs> she, um, can you tell people where they can find cannoli? Um, golden cannoli on TikTok. She has 38,000 followers. She is an icon. Um, she's micro famous. Yeah, she is micro famous guys. That is 
hands down. <laughs> and you guys already know this because we talk about how this is like the craziest story. Right. But like, this is literally the worst thing that could ever happen literally to someone living in their house. Yeah. Hack. So what, could you guys do at that point? Like who paid for the repair? Cause I, I, and I will like link like some photos like to where people can see it, but literally this massive truck yeah. just rammed into your house in the middle of the night. Literally. And like, there was substantial damage oh, to yeah. your property. Yeah. Like who paid for that? Like, who do you call? Like, how do you pick up the pieces? Right. And we like, we had no idea what we were doing, but shout out USAA insurance. <laughs> They're amazing. They paid for, for everything. Yeah. But I mean, they, that night I was like, obviously we can't sleep here. When will be, will we be back in the house? And the firefighter was like, I think we're going to have to demolish your home. They, they said the they home was, said they that? said that. And they, I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. He's like, we're going to have to start from the ground up. I'm like, okay, you're not like an engineer or contractor. Like yeah. you, you gotta, you gotta be a little nicer here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they, they told us that night they're like, yeah, obviously we have to get a structural engineer out here or you guys will, but it's probably condemned. It's like pretty significant. He, he was going 60 miles an hour when he hit the Northwest corner and pushed the whole North wall, like a full yard off the foundation. And it was, I remember like being in our bedroom and looking up out the window of our bedroom and there was just brick over top of it because it slid slid the whole brick wall like in front of the window. It was insane. But we uh, we went to a La Quinta Inn at like four in the morning that night and got like no sleep and kind of woke up at like seven the next morning. And we're just like, what the hell do we do? But I mean, yeah, we started with our insurance company, obviously, and they kind of they really took it from there on yeah, like getting the engineers out there, getting the contractors out there. But we were in Airbnbs and hotels for six months waiting for wow. our house or five or six months. Yeah. But rebuilds like a total rebuild on the north end of our home. Yeah. So I was, what was <laughs> do you know what the cost of that was? It was uh Somewhere between like 120 and 150 K for like, yeah. I was like, dude, why couldn't you have crashed in my kitchen? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, uh, literally I was like, damn, because they, they, they did it. I mean, they did everything. We're making jokes. Like if a, if a guest ever like found out about it or anything, we just say, Hey, the whole half of the house is brand new. Yes. Dude. Like what is there to complain about? Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, they worked, they worked really fast. I mean, as fast as they could for what they had to do. I mean, yeah. our house was off the foundation. So yeah. But and they covered everything, covered everything. That's yeah. awesome. It was amazing. I mean, we didn't spend a dime. Yeah. We, we paid for the deductible on the homeowner's insurance, but then when how the, much was the deductible? 2000 bucks. But when the, uh, when the driver, the dude got sentenced, he had to pay that. So we, got out of that zero bucks too. Um, and during the rebuild, we, um, we, they, they like compensated us for like some of the exterior damage too, like to the, uh, like the driveway and the landscaping and stuff. And we took that money and put it back into turfing the backyard. And we'd been trying to go grass for like four months in the backyard without, without a sprinkler system, which is like impossible in Colorado. <laughs> So we ended up just turfing it all, um, knowing pretty much from that night on, like, all right, we're not going to live back in here. And after like the, in the first couple days afterwards, we were like, this might just be the event that gets us out of here and gets this place to be a, a full Airbnb. So then 
all our decisions for like rebuilding after that hinged on like, how do we make this ideal for guests? So that's when we turfed the backyard. We dropped like some gigantic boulders out front. So it's like safe. It's never going to happen again. Um, but yeah. And, and, and being that like we couldn't, couldn't live in it, we started looking for, um, like new places for us and I started finding apartments and stuff like that. And we would get in there like when we could between contractors and slowly like started getting it set up for like full house Airbnb. I love that. Yeah. Um, Hannah, talk to us about like what you guys transformed your home into. And like, yeah. I would love to know, cause obviously I've seen your property. Mm-hmm. It is so groovy, Thank so you. cool. And I'll let you kind of describe it. Yeah. But did you know that you had an eye for design before this or like, Tell me about the journey of transforming your place into one of the top performing rentals in your area. Yeah. Well, when we first started Full House, we really were just like trying to save money and we had cute stuff. It was just like pretty basic and kind of boring. It was Mm -hmm. nice, like leather, brown, nice things. But we got our property manager, Kyle, who manages a lot of property properties in the Denver area. And he has some really cool properties. And I was like, I think I can do that. I think I can really transform our Airbnb into something really cool. And I've always loved the 70s. I've always loved like disco groovy things just because I feel like that time period had a lot of character. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, if that's what Airbnb is, then I want to be a part of it. I want to do that. I want to go full out and make it crazy. So I would say like, I didn't know I had an eye for, I've always liked having cute things. My, I always like decorate my apartment, my home in cute ways, but Airbnb is different. Like you have to have some character, you have to have things stand out, color, things like that. And so I was scrolling Pinterest for like six months. Like (laughs) how can I make this as cool as possible? So we did that. We, well, we were making good money having it kind of basic, like it was doing well, Mm -hmm. but then we talked to Kyle and I'm like, I really think I can make this something awesome. And so we transformed our kind of basic house into something disco seventies, groovy retro themed. Um, and it's been doing really well ever since we made that change. I want to kind of describe the house to viewers and we'll link to it, but it kind of feels like you're in the set of that 70s Right, show. and that's what I was going for. I was like, I want this to be like an immersive experience. Yeah, because like yeah. you'll see some people theme and it feels like, you know, it's all like furniture that we have like from today with like some odes to it. Right. But like you guys really made it feel like it feels like a the coolest yeah. house that you would ever stay in yeah. in the 70s. Yes. So like, did you get like thrifted stuff? Like how did oh you God. really keep it so authentic? Because yeah. I think that that's part of what's really special about it. It's right. not like there's just like photos of the 70s or, you know, some like themes of 70s. Yes. Like it feels like a real like swanky right. 70s home. Yeah. 
No, we were Brass Armadillo's number one customer for a while. <laughs> what is Brass Armadillo? You never been to Brass Armadillo? You don't know Brass Armadillo's? We, it's like an antique store. They're like always off the interstate. Another way we're different. I, I just, know. Yeah, yeah, I, you I, have no I, idea. Can't, I can't yeah. do it. No, I introduced Reed to Brass Armadillo. That's but experience. there's also some really cool vintage shops in Denver that I go to. But I mean, Pinterest is my best friend. Mm -hmm. So all of like the cool like furniture, colors, posters, it was all inspired from Pinterest, TikTok, you know. Yeah. A lot of designers on there that I'm inspired by. So just taking a look at that and kind of going from there. But I mean, we really wanted to make sure there was a lot of color. And we hired a muralist, um, Eric Weatherford. He's awesome. I kind of designed and then he executed. So, I mean, there's inspiration everywhere. Yeah, I will. You touched on it, Chantal, but I think like, if you're gonna if you're gonna do like a themed, I think with Airbnb, like people want to stay in a house that's different from like their house at home, and it either it's gonna be like luxury, really nice, or like some kind of like themed experience. And so we went the themed experience route, um, like in the mountains or something. I, th I think you can get away with like just luxury, nice, but but no theme or anything like that. In the Denver suburbs, we're like. And I think that's kind of an inadvertent benefit of having a property manager too, is, is Kyle gave us a lot of insights on like which of his houses were performing well and like what they had that other Airbnbs didn't. And, and that helped a lot, but, um, like, yeah, you'll see like some people who kind of like half-ass the theme and they're like, it's a, this isn't a dig at anybody. I'm just using an example. It's like a rock and roll house and they'll have they'll have like one guitar hanging on the wall. And I'm like, if you didn't tell me if it was a rock and roll house, I would have just thought it was like, I don't know, just a house with a guitar on the wall. Yeah. So we were like, and this is, I got to give Hannah some credit. Hannah's like, I was, I was kind of like, Oh, he was totally anti-theme. Like we don't need to That's switch hilarious. this. Yeah. And I'm like, this is your masterpiece. Like you're Airbnb king. And I was like, I'm telling you, we need to make this something way cooler than what it is to like be making the money that like, you know, like we went to JR's event and that kind of inspired me. I'm like, these guys are making so much money because they're they have the cool 90s theme. They went, they went yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, we can do that. Like, yeah. why can't we do that? And you're like, it's fine. But I just, I just thought, I'm like, what difference does lighting make? And Hannah's like, no, we have to change all the light fixtures too. <laughs> he just, he loves a basic light fixture. Hannah even went as far as like little like trinkets on the shelves and stuff. And I'm like, no one's going to remember these. And but But it's like, I don't know. People have like commented on all the little like fixtures. Like, wow, I felt like, and I think Kyle was the first one who coined like, not coined it, but Kyle's like, this is like an immersive experience. And that's like, that's the outcome we wanted all along. So I think you want it all along. Yeah. I, I want people to talk you. about it, you know, mm -hmm. in the reviews, talk about design. Like mm -hmm. you don't see a lot of reviews that are like, it's designed so cool. You know, mm -hmm. like yeah. that gave the vibe of our stay. Mm -hmm. And I love that. I do too. And I think that you guys are the perfect example of like short-term rental is really an art and a science, right? You for know, sure. and like you were in it for like the real estate investing yeah. and like the real estate investor in you is like, what is the return on this light fixture? That's, that's exactly how I looked at yes. it. What's the return? Yeah. And Hannah's like, I'm about to show you, <laughs> like, I'll show you yeah. the return on this. And yes. so talk to us about like, how much was your basement making as a house hack? 
then what did it make when you guys, you know, just kept your furniture in there that was nice? Yeah. And now what is it doing as a immersive experience themed short-term rental? If you guys don't mind like getting into the numbers and like what you spent on the furniture and all that good stuff. Yeah. I would say basements. I mean, we had to fill two bedrooms. We got king beds, um, couches. That was probably what? 10,000. Oh, how much we spent on yeah. it? Yeah. Do you want to know how much we're making? Or how I want to know both. It? How okay. much we spent on making the basement an Airbnb. When we started out with just the house hack, I, I don't, we didn't really budget it, but probably like five grand to 7,500. Cause we were, we were just, we weren't sold on Airbnb yet. We were like, we're dipping our toes in. We got, we got two king beds and like a couch and like simple decorations and stuff. And then when we went whole house. Well, how much were we making it? Oh, uh, I think our best month with just the basement and capping it at like two weeks of booking out of the month, like half the month. I think we, we just broke like 2000 bucks for like two weeks out of a month. So we're like, this is great. And then we started like, I'm doing mental math in my head. I'm like, if we do all four weeks in a month and we do a full house, like we could really have something here. And that's when, and then after, after like the whole car situation, um, we went full house, but again, we still kind of kept it simpler than I, w- I wish we would have just like gone. Now you wish. I know, I know. I, know. <laughs> I had to see it. Yeah. I'm, I'm a seer or I'm a, I'm a like visual. A, yeah. Yeah. But when we went full house, we were making, um, like five grand, uh, eight grand in a month. And that was like, I'm like, this is pretty good. This like covers all of our major expenses. This is fine. But I was also thinking, I was like, we have a five bedroom home with a great backyard. Like that isn't a lot compared to what we saw from good neighbor people, Mm -hmm. you know? And so then we transformed in it. And how much did you buy your home for? Just 530? Yeah. Yeah. 530. In 21. 21. Yeah. Yeah. So the the mortgage payment's like 2400, which is freaking awesome now. Yeah. Um, but I think like going back to like Airbnb kind of being an art too, as well as a science, like, I think that's when you started thinking like, it's, this is a house that we have the freedom to design in a way that I wouldn't do my own house, like where I live, like you can go a little bit edgier and a little bit further and a little more creative. And, and then we, we blocked off like one week of bookings. Um, last summer to make everything like the seventies theme. And and this is, I say it's like one week, but Hannah had planned it all for like two months. And, and <laughs> literally she had like 20 pages of like drawn out sketches of like the designs for every room and like Amazon carts ready to go with like everything we were going to furnish it with. Yeah. So the day, the day it, it started blocked off, we were in there for like, we probably did 16 hour days for like that whole week and flipped it all like in the one week. Um, Eric came in and did his murals and everything and then made a whole new listing and launched it like a week later. What are we making now? And now uh, the summer months um, were obviously our best months with the backyard and everything too. Um, We had a 14, a 16, and a 15 like that is in right it's so crazy yeah Yeah. because i mean in today's market like let's say that that home has appreciated since 21 yeah you know it's probably worth you know without 
considering Airbnb success, like yeah. maybe like 650 to 675 for sure. And to make that much like every single month, because even with today's rates, like let's say that you bought it today at 675 yeah. and your mortgage was five grand and yeah. it costs you another 2000 a month right. to clean it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you're all in it at seven and you're making 14, 16 in high season. Yeah. What does it swing down to? Like, what would you say is like your high and your low and your expectation for annual? Yeah. We, I mean, we launched the new theme in May. So we kind of like launched at the perfect time, right. peak season. Right. Yeah. So we haven't really like seen it in a full year yet, but I mean, January when it. Even last, like, yeah, in the slower winter months pre-theme, we were still between like 5,500 and 7,500 maybe. So, so with the theme, I still think we'll do like seven to nine in those winter months. Based off of what I see in the market, I think that that's exactly right. And so, I mean, for you guys with the rate that you have, like you're making a yeah. lot at right. that level. Right. But even today, like, you know, let's say that during your low season, you were to break even mm -hmm. during high season, like people really do have the opportunity to make, you know, four to $10,000 a month right. on like a really great short-term rental. And yeah. it doesn't have to be a luxury property. Like sure. it can be a property that is just special and fun and mm -hmm. immersive. And so I just, I really love that you guys did that. Um, talk to me about why you guys decided to hire a property manager. Mm -hmm. So we talk a lot about self-management and I think that you guys did that when it was a basement rental. Mm -hmm. Tell me about like your experience in a property manager. Is it a big company? Is it a smaller company? Mm -hmm. um, why did you choose him? What do you think the benefits of working with a property manager are? Yeah, I think there's so many benefits. I think doing the house hack, I realized I don't love like the communication mm -hmm. and just like the bullshit that you get from some guests, you know, like I couldn't deal so with annoyed. it. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, if we're going to do this whole house thing, I want a property manager so I don't have to touch it. And mm -hmm. we don't like, mm -hmm. we don't touch it. Yeah. We haven't, we don't go to our house or anything like that. We heard about Kyle James through the good neighbor network. Who's yeah. been amazing. His property management is atomic stays and he's just been great. I mean, he takes care of communication, cleaning, any contractors that need to go over there. It's all through Kyle. So mm -hmm. I've had a great experience with our property manager. Yeah, Kyle is is the man and he uh uh he like started his whole thing like pretty organically too. Um it, it, I don't know if you ever plan on having him on as a guest, but his like the way that he started his property management company is is insane and what it's become now is like ridiculous entrepreneurship. Um but now he's got it it's a well-oiled machine and it just takes care of everything. And we the decision to go property management um was just like we we've had a busy year, like our, our, our weddings next week. Um, I was planning on switching jobs. Um, and we've just had a lot going on. So we were just like on top of everything. We don't want to have to manage the, the, the Airbnb too. It's like, it's not hard to manage an Airbnb, you know, to an extent, especially if you only have one property, but just the peace of mind that it gives us is that's, that's the biggest thing. And, and, and it's like, obviously you pay like a portion of your gross revenues to a property manager, but I think Kyle does such a good job with pricing and stuff that, that it's almost like moot what, what we end up paying him. Cause he is really proactive in setting like the nightly rates and stuff too, and, and earning us like 
income that we might leave on the table if we were self-managing. Yeah, he's so. like a pricing wizard. He yeah. is really yeah. good at pricing. Yeah. Um, yeah, and just so, you know, people understand like typically property management is on a low end, like 10% mm -hmm. and then most fall around 20% between that 15 and 25% right. range. And I think that like what we have here in Colorado is like so special mm -hmm. because like we really do have this community of people that like are in this space and like provide like really excellent services. Like you guys didn't go and call some of the big name companies to manage the property. Right. You found someone who owned short-term rentals yeah. who you knew had clients that were successful. You met him through, I'm sure a meetup yeah. um, at some point. And you're right. Like a good property manager really can pay for themselves through pricing the property really well through inspiring mm -hmm. like design. And yeah. I would say for anybody who's considering it, like consider asking like your local Facebook groups, like show up to your mm -hmm local like meetups and find out like who are the people that are really getting great results because there's so many people that do property management yeah. and the bar is really low for <laughs> a lot of those big companies. Like right. all they're trying to do is like get as many clients as they can and spend as little time on them. Whereas yeah. like I know some of the best property managers here that like really put their hearts and their souls into mm -hmm. it. And they like do an amazing job mm -hmm. and they pay for themselves and they do a great job running it. So I love to hear that for you guys. Yeah, no, Kyle's been amazing. And I will say like, even, I mean, having Kyle as a property manager really inspired us to the design thing. So, I mean, he was like, you need to do this. You need to do this for other people. So he's really someone that pushed me into making sure that we fully transformed our house and even having referrals later and designing theirs. Yeah. So tell us about your business. So something yeah. that I love to talk about in this podcast is like, B&B financially free. So we're like doing a lot of like stories about like how people are investing in short-term rental, but we're also having like a lot of like new entrepreneurs yes. come out of this. So like you work a W2 job, yes. so does Reed. You guys did a great job designing. Tell us about your design company and yeah. where that's headed. Yeah. So after I designed our house, Kyle literally was like, Hannah, your designs are amazing. Like you need to do this for other people. And he referred me to Joey Darshan, who is a good neighbor guy mm -hmm. who we love. Um, and we, we just, we took him on. We're like, okay, we're going to see how this goes and do it. And so we did a music theme for his house and it, it turned out really good. It's so, like, it's like Beatles. Yeah. Too. It's kind of like, like oldies. It is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. So we were really excited and happy with how that went. Reed and I worked as a team on that. So it was like <laughs> our first, like we do Airbnb together, but this was the first time that we were really working together. Mm -hmm. Like doing. Are you guys good business partners? I think. I think so. Everything except for wallpaper. <laughs> yeah, always hire wallpaper people. Yeah. I'm like, oh man. Because if wallpaper, if you're like a sixteenth of an inch off, it screws up the whole every panel. Wallpaper's it just as important as light fixtures. Oh yeah, it is. It, yeah, the wallpaper goes a long way. But that's enough about wallpaper. Yeah. <laughs> no. So we we Joey was our first client, and I mean. Kyle's kind of our network right now and he's giving us referrals to other people. Um, it's kind of on pause right now with the wedding, but after the wedding next week, we're really hoping to go all in on design and hopefully guys, I am so excited. I am so about excited. This. I mean, I just love it. And I think, I think Reed is really starting to love it. I think we are. I, I am all about like Hannah touched on earlier, like 
neither of our families really have any like entrepreneurs in them. And it's like, it's like with this thing, you're obviously talented at it. So I'm, I'm pushing for this. I'm like, absolutely. And, and I think we are good business partners in the same way that we look at like real estate in that I kind of look at like the numbers and I kind of run like the back of the house. Right. Yeah. He's like the business side. He's the creative. And I'm like, okay, have you thought about like how you're going to receive payments? And I'm like, that's your job. Yeah. (laughs) yeah, But we, we really like compliment each other. Well, there, I have absolutely zero like creative eye, but I can put together furniture and hang pictures. So a good executor (laughs) for sure. And what are your day jobs? Just so people, I work at CU Boulder as an academic advisor. And I do wind farm development, putting up turbines all around the Midwest. So we have a few streams of income coming in. So yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I just, I just love that. And it's like my favorite thing ever when people like are able to, and it happens like this for a lot of people, like you get some freedom through investing mm-hmm. in real estate. You feel like you have like some security from like the income. And then it's like, you know, we were successful in this small business because right. ultimately that's what it is. And like, what would we do if we could start another business? Exactly. And like, maybe it's related, maybe it's not. But seeing you guys like create this other business is just so, so exciting. Yeah. And because you're like, you're truly talented at it. Thank so I you. can't wait. Um, tell us where people can find you. Like, yeah. also um, tell them where they can find cannoli <laughs> first importantly golden cannoli at golden cannoli on tiktok <laughs> but we also have an instagram page for our design business which is at cool vibes design co so some of our 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 projects are on there joey's house is on there our house is on there um and we kind of like to just put out the process too and mm-hmm. how everything goes down so yeah we're working on developing a website um but yeah, it, I, as early as November, we're going to start, you know, like putting ourselves out there and receiving new clients then. So, but I will say, Chantal, like we would have none of this without Good Neighbor. I'm so serious. Like yeah. all of our, our network, the people that we know is all because of Good Neighbor. There's a design, real estate, everything. Like, Everyone we know is all through Good Neighbor. Um, so yeah, it's like a dream. It's a dream come true for us. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think that we just like, we just locked into like working with the best people here in Colorado. And I think that we, while we are special in that, like, I think that like the hosting community and people that like own and operate short-term rentals that are like truly passionate about it. Like it really does just like breed good, exciting people that are like going after their dreams. Like they're good at like creating experiences. Like they care about their futures. And so I'm just, I'm blown away by like how like the hosting community is really so like minded. And so I'm just, I'm so grateful for that. And I like, we are beyond. Yeah. For anybody who doesn't have that, like, you know, start it in your own market, like, mm-hmm. or go and find something that's already there. But yeah, yeah. it's been like life changing for our business oh my God, too. Life changing. Cause yeah. everyone's like, how do you like, how do you get clients? Who are these people? Mm-hmm. Like, it's all good neighbor. It's all good neighbor network. Like we're all just, we're there. just there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, every week there's those meetups and we yeah. talk and meet people. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. we're so grateful for yeah. that. 
Well, thank you guys so much for showing your sharing yeah. your story. Yeah. It's just like so exciting us. to see. <laughs> um, definitely go and find them on Cool Vibes Co. on Instagram and on TikTok. Yes. It really is cool. And you really need to see it to understand what they did. Yes. So thank you guys and have a wonderful rest of the day. Thank, thank you. you, Chantal. Yeah, thank you. As always, thanks so much for listening. If you like this episode, please share it with a friend who's also interested in real estate investing. And don't forget to subscribe and give us a review wherever you listen or watch your podcasts.